0: Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Lord,
1: open our eyes to see something from the scriptures today. Amen. Sit down, please. Verse 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, Thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast on the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and the seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. I'm reading this scripture to show you the genesis of Christmas, how Christmas began. And Christmas is not somebody's creation, something somebody has created today or yesterday, or 40 years ago, but at this moment in Scripture, what God is talking about, he said, I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and the woman's seed. I don't think the Scripture here is talking about any of the women here today, but this is talking about Christ Jesus, who was thought of at this time, when somehow Satan seemed to have gotten um, the better part of the human race, the, the, the write-ups and narrations of um, things, they, are, they, they explain the Bible, the person writes as fiction. But it's a good explanation for the Bible. He said, when God wanted to create human beings, that is where um, that guy, Lucifer, had problems. So he organized to fight against it because they were the angels in heaven always flowing with God, having fellowship with God, and so on. So his reason was that if God creates another species, that is human beings on earth, then he would now have fellowship with them and spend time with them, and then the angels would not have God to themselves, which is also quite selfish thought. So he opposed the creation of human beings. It shouldn't be. But if God says he will do, he will do it. And then he warned again that if really they are created, then he is going to do his best to ensure that that fellowship and relationship between human being and God does not work. So that was the basis of his rebellion. That if you have done this, then we are, I'm going to fight it. And I'll fight this creation. So, it has been... So, it means that before even the first human being came up, he was already there having his plans on and what he was going to do to give problems, and to destroy the human race in terms of separating them from their God. And then human is created in um, basically chapter 2, and by the next chapter, in chapter 3, we see that Satan has come in as a serpent to deceive the creation and make them disobey God and do what God said should not be done, eating the fruit that they shouldn't eat. So at this time, Satan seemed to have succeeded in creating enmity between God and his special creation. Because at this time, God had no choice but to deal with the human beings that He had created, uh, the garden that He put them in. He sacked them out of the place, he said, Go out and, I mean, go and walk about. And uh, there's a controversial something where, is it Adam? Oh, no, no, that's later on. Ah, that's in chapter 4. Adam's children are who? So it was Cain who said, I'm going there if somebody finds me and kills me. Then the question is, who was there to kill him? But that's another question. But out, go. Because what I said don't do is exactly what you have done. So Satan has been there from the beginning to ensure that human beings will walk In disobedience to God, in asserting to God. So today, if you as a Christian, you seem to be struggling with obedience and things, it is not yesterday it started. It's been there and you are also inheriting your portion. But as we know, it is our duty to overcome the things that we have to overcome. Say amen. So right in Genesis, when this unfortunate thing happened, then God is talking about enmity. I will put enmity between thee and the woman. And between thy seed and the woman's seed. And you will bruise his heel and he will bruise your head. The woman's seed over there is now referring to Jesus Christ, who will come and give human beings the power to take their position back, the power to become what God wanted them to be. That I am creating this people or these species, so that I will have fellowship with them and I will flow with them. But Satan came in to make sure that the thing doesn't work. And God comes in again that I will send my son who will be the seed of a woman. Jesus couldn't have been lowered from heaven or sent from heaven, this is and no be kind this the Son of God he has come. But the Bible says that he needed to take on the form of human to become like us. Because that is the only way he could save us. That's the only way he could fight for us. But if he comes as God who has landed, what is his business? The business is Satan and man. The business is not even Satan and God is Satan and man. So it needed a man to be here so that the man will fight for us. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. For as man then, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is, the devil. So you cannot come as an angel to save flesh and blood. Human beings have sinned against God. The punishment is for human beings. And if anyone will save human beings, it must be a human being who can save. Why did Jesus have to come? Jesus had to come because God looked all over, I'm sure, to find whether there is one person who could be a savior. And there was nobody. Everybody had problems. Everybody had sinned. Everybody had different kinds of things. So nobody could stand there and say, I am the savior and I have come. If God is looking for somebody to save the world today, is there anybody here who thinks that you are qualified for that? Even after Christ? Even after Christ? This was before Christ, so I understand, but after Christ. So... That's what the scripture tells us, that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So then the seed of the woman had to come and give us the salvation. I like verse 15 of this one. Let me read that one too for you. Hebrews two fifteen And delivered them, so he came to come flesh and blood, so that he would taste death. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So the death of Christ is to take away the fear of death from his people. It's a deliverance from the fear of death. Because when you have the fear of death, you are always in bondage. Why would the fear of death be taken away? Fear of death is taken away because now... If you are born again, you are a servant of Jesus. You are serving him and you die. There's hope for you. Is that not so? There is hope. I mean, it's not like um, Satan. If Jesus didn't come, Satan would have had every dead person. As soon as you die, Satan is having because sin. All men have sinned. But thank God for the arrival of Jesus. Thank God for Christmas. That's why we celebrated, that because He's come and given Himself, himself for us and overcome death, we are not afraid of death. Are you afraid of death? Are the person standing by you? Are you afraid? Of death? Yeah, I'm not saying you want to die. Who wants to die? I don't want to die. If they consult me before they decide I should die or not, I would say no. Yes, but. If I have to die, I am not afraid of death. And as I'm walking around, I know I'll die. Will you die also? Yes, one of these days. Not these days, future days. We will go, but should we be in bondage thinking about death and so if I die and what if I die and death and death and no, no, no. We are living our lives and we are serving God and we are happy in God. And the day God said, it's okay, you should come. You know that there's some glory that is waiting for you. So the fear of death is taken away from us. Maybe you are around here and you are always thinking about death and you are afraid and you dream and things like that. It is not Christianity. It's not in the Bible. What I'm reading in the Bible is to deliver them. Who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. May you be delivered from any bondage of fear and any bondage of death and any bondage and uncertainty. God, I know die by heart. Because I know I die. I know I die. And you see somebody with a broom Sweeping you away Yes 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 Zane It's true And So This is the genesis Of Christmas And at the right time God gave his son In the form Of a man to deliver man from their sins. That is why Christmas is here. So let us not make the means more important than the end. Do you see? The celebration. And whatever it is, becomes more important than the objective, what it is supposed to do. But what Christmas is doing is to bring, through Jesus Christ, bring salvation to mankind. So Christmas is, and maybe as a way of normally celebrating, whether it's birthday or something, you have jollof, is that not so? And you have chicken, is that not so? When you wear a nice dress for the celebration. But the main thing is not the jollof and the chicken and the nice dress. The main thing is the salvation that Jesus has brought us. So let us not make the means, the way of celebrating more important than the end, the objective of Christmas. Christmas No, that's what the main thing is that Jesus is here with salvation for us. That's the main thing. If you can meditate on it and you can think about this and you can flow with it and it will bring newness into your heart that is Christmas. Far more important than Jollof and Chicken. Some people will say that, but Christmas, you know the way they call it Christmas. It's a, they say that it started um, as a uh, thing a pagan from a pagan festival. That is true, and even Christianity itself or the church. I should say. The start, well, the church was there, but when the church became church, earlier on, let me give you a little something. After, you remember that after Jesus left, the uh, apostles and things, they were in Jerusalem, and there was persecution, and they ran, and they were preaching everywhere they went, but the persecution continued. So, if you go back, back, back into history, um, the only thing you see about Christianity is persecution. That they were being persecuted. Then, at a certain point, um, I think it's a Roman emperor called Constantine. Do you know him? Of Constantinople. Do you know him? Yes. So he said that, look, now we don't want to treat... The Christians are separate people that must be killed. Don't worry. Today is Christmas, so I'm just saying something small. This is not normally. Normally I'll read uh, Romans um, 3.16, then we'll go. So let's, let's all become one people. So he made the state and the church to become one. Which year was that? Don't check now. So, now, even like government officials were also leaders of the church. Because the whole thing has merged. And it's one. We are all one people. So we are flowing together. Because this, this Constantine, he said he had a vision or a dream, and then he saw something like a cross. So based on that, then he came with this idea. And from that time, the persecution stopped. But that was also when Christianity got diluted. Because before then, it was pure. If you say you are a Christian, you are ready to be persecuted, you are ready to be killed, you are ready for anything. So, those who were Christians were very serious people. Right now, in our church, if it comes up that, look, we are here to kill Christians. Do you remember that story? Yes, I don't remember what it was, but it's like, if... Those who are not real Christians are not real members of the church. You go out now. Because we have come for those who think they are the real Christians and the real members of the church. Yeah, in the church like this, then um, this walk out. That walk out. This one left. This one left. I saw him paying full left. Yeah. And the pastor was there. And the, these mass people is like, If you are not real, go. The real people, we are coming to kill you, deal with you. And then a few people were left. And then the guy on marks like this and spoke to the pastor and said that these ones are your real church members. You don't understand. Yes. So I don't know if a situation arises like this now. That they are coming to deal with or kill real Christians and real church members. Close your eyes and ask your neighbour that will you stay here to be killed? Because look, I'm real me, I believe in Jesus. If it means death, I'll stay here and I'm for Jesus, you can kill me. Or you find one of the doors and go out. What will happen to you? Ask your neighbour with closed eyes. They are what? Who said I'll run away? Okay, so you are not a real church member. We should even sack you now. You know, so I was saying that before this arrangement, if you're a Christian, you could be killed at any time because persecution was on. on. But now, when the major came, with the state. It's like we are all one. So who are we killing? We are all Christians. The uh, emperor was a Christian. His officials were Christians. We and the Christians. We are one. And he was about the leader of the church or something like that at that time. So there was dilution. The persecution stopped and then the whole Christianity was diluted and it continued I mean until it's more diluted now. Isn't it? Because you hardly find the difference between this and that. But Jesus knows the difference. Yes. So, don't, don't be confused by people who have debates about the origins of things. Because I'm showing you that even the real... Origin of Christianity. That is, uh, let me call it, civil Christianity. That there's no killing and persecution as it is now. This is how it started. So you can question that one too. So I agree. Maybe 25th December was the day for certain something. And so let's use it to celebrate Christmas. But what we know is that it is the celebration of the birth of the Son of God whatever god was there before and whatever it was used before that's not what it is and nobody is saying that we are going back to celebrate a certain god at that time you can question the date was jesus really born 25th december i mean there are debates and things it's not about even those who were born not long ago they don't know the date on which they were born yes You don't remember that watchman who went to the hospital and they asked him uh, uh, your date of birth. Then he looked at the person and said, time there were women and that date won't buy (laughs) it. So, many, you see, you go around somewhere, you see a poster of somebody dead. And then they'll give uh, 120 years. Who wrote the person's date of birth at the time that they were born? Uh You don't know. People don't know when they were born. Recently, I visited my auntie and, uh, now with the, her children, and then we're trying to find date of birth for her. She's 80-something years. Because she told that we don't really know on what particular date Jesus was born. It is no secret, and it is no problem. Maybe somebody is here, you are not sure of your date birth even. In this modern times. But you adopt a date. And then you celebrate it on that day. So that Jesus, who, if it is an adoption of the day, 25th December, we like it and we we'll celebrate the birth of Jesus on that day. Yeah. And finally, our modern world, which is becoming more atheist in terms of having people who say we don't believe in the existence of God, that there is no God, is also making a lot of effort to just change the reason for the season from being the celebration of the birthday of Jesus to just some vacation that we give ourselves, holiday to celebrate. Yes. What? Yeah, where, where that Santa Claus is coming from somewhere. I don't know what he is or whatever. So, even in America, where every good thing comes from and every bad thing also comes from anyway, they try to make it a it is holiday. Holiday or holidays, not Christmas. So they won't say Merry Christmas because Christmas is Christ, uh-huh, the mass of Christ. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. But listen, no matter how much they attempt, they cannot change it because. The reason why Christians are here celebrating, Muslims are celebrating, or your office, the Muslims, they are in, at work already. Hallelujah. No, they are also celebrating with that. But me, was singing carols. <laughs> the, your friend is saying, atheists, those who don't believe in God, before they will believe that God has a son, they are also celebrating with us. Yes. Traditionalists are also celebrating. So, all this is just one big evidence of the birth of Jesus. So, don't doubt it. Oh, doubt Yona. Oh, doubt the Bible. Eh? Oh, hey, oh, yeah. So in here, in here. Yeah. Believe it. And these are the things that the modernity and, uh, and other minds that come in and uh, theories and the uh, things will make you not believe the original import of what we are doing today. But I'm showing you from Genesis that God decided at that time that Jesus will come one day. That's why the Bible says, when the fullness of time was come, God sent his own son made in the form of man. To come and deliver. us. Uh, therefore, he was only waiting for the fullness of time. But Obotrimopono, that da, 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 many years ago, before it came on. So believer, believe in Jesus and believe in the physical birth of Jesus by a virgin. After after Jesus, I've never heard of a virgin was conceived. Yeah. I've had doctors. that You are doctors in the hospital. And people come pregnant. Have you had a case where the person came and said, I have never done that thing they do for pregnancy to come. But I woke up one day and I realized I was pregnant. I've had doctors. Nobody has seen one before. So what happened in the case of Jesus, it's not happened anywhere. It's a special case that a virgin shall conceive by Isaiah hundreds of years before and then when the time comes, there's a virgin who had a beloved. If it was today, the beloved could not have been able to extricate himself from the conception. Because I didn't know him. But thank God that there was never a debate about Joseph, last week last week, the other one, don't you remember? No, no, there was nothing like that. So today's beloved, let's emulate Mary and Joseph, so that if the girl is pregnant is either by the Holy Ghost, or I think in the drama, somebody was accusing the angel. That it is the angel who has made the girl pregnant. Yes, I remember that one. Maybe it's the angel who did it. So, if you are the beloved, you say that, well, maybe it's the Holy Ghost, maybe it's Angel Gabriel, but me, never at all. I don't know the place, I haven't been there before. Cut. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's meditate on these things and appreciate what God has done for us to not leave us with the devil that when you are born you belong to him when you die you belong to him so he sent his son and the reason why we are here celebrating is that we have salvation we are not afraid of death because we know that even if we die God has prepared a place for us and is ready to receive us in that place so, Merry Christmas to everybody as you celebrate and you eat your chicken and everything. Remember that the reason for the celebration is Jesus. Amen.
2: Somebody, please put your hands together for the Lord. I think we can do a better hand clap. Let's appreciate. Thank you, Bishop, for explaining to us and teaching us the reason. How many feel that you understand the celebration of Christmas better? How many feel that you understand things better? And I love the history part. You know, how the church and the state merged. What a wonderful blessing. Bishop, thank you so much once again for... Revealing things to us If we are clapping, let's clap properly Yes Hallelujah Wherever you are, please close your eyes It's Christmas day God is here And like Bishop explained The reason why Jesus came Is to restore And bring back that opportunity For man to be able to have a relationship With God again That's Relationship, that friendship, that special kind of relationship that God wants to have with man, which Satan has fought and continues to fight, through Christ it has been restored. And this morning, there may be somebody here. This afternoon, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. I want to enter into this new relationship with God. I want this restoration. I also want jesus to be my savior to write my name in the book of life that one day i will also be with him in heaven you are here like that wherever you are just lift up your right hand you want jesus to come into your heart you want to be born again this morning lift up your right hand to the lord wherever you are wherever you are just lift up your right hand god bless you for lifting your hand up Let's pray this prayer together. Say Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Take over my life. Take over my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Say amen. Amen.
0: God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Duxer service is at 7:45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you.